0: It's my privilege this morning to introduce our speaker his name is Paul some of you will think he looks like Paul Wiggs from our men's ministry but really he's the Apostle Paul Paul Wiggs is going to uh, present a dramatic portrayal uh, from the book of Ephesians or of the book of Ephesians as Paul the Apostle might have written it when he was in Rome well the Bible doesn't tell us just how the Apostle Paul died Church tradition says that shortly after his completion of his prison letters, the Apostle Paul was taken outside the city of Rome and was martyred for his faith. This morning we're going back to that place in time where Tychicus, the Apostle Paul's disciple, has now brought Paul's letter to us. The year is 63 AD and we are uh, the church in Ephesus. Tychicus is now beginning to read Paul's letter to us.
1: from Paul who by God's will is an apostle of Christ Jesus to God's people in Ephesus who are faithful in their life in union with Christ Jesus may God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace
2: let us give thanks to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. For in our union with Him, He has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly world. Even before the world was made, God had chosen us as His people through our union with Christ so that we would be holy and without fault before Him. Because of His love for us, He decided from the very beginning to make us His own. Let us give God praise and glory for the free gift that He has given us in His dear Son. By the blood of Christ, He has truly set us free. That is, our sins are forgiven. How great is God's grace which He gives to us in such large measure. In God's infinite wisdom, he did what he had purposed and he made known to us the secret plan which he had already decided to put into place by means of Jesus Christ. This plan, which God will finish when the time is right, is to bring all of creation together, both in heaven and on earth and placed under Christ's head. All things are done according to God's perfect plan. He chose us to be his own people before the world began. It was his purpose. And he did this from the very beginning. Let us Jews who were the first to hope in Christ praise God's glory. You also became his people. When you heard the good news uh, about the true message, and you came to salvation through it. God gave you His Spirit just as He had promised. The Spirit is the guarantee that we shall receive the gifts that God has promised us. The Spirit ensures that we shall all be God's Children, and one day we shall be totally free. Let us all praise God for that. For this reason, ever since I heard of your faith in Jesus and, and through your love of all of God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks for you. I remember you in my prayers, and I ask the Holy Spirit to give you wisdom so that you may reveal God and you come to know him. I ask that your minds be open to his light so you may know the hope that is within you. And you may know the rich, wonderful blessings of the promises of God, and you may know the power that is at work within you. This power is the same mighty Strength that God used to raise Christ from the dead and place him in the heavenly worlds at his right side. God resides there now. He rules over all authorities and powers and lords and he has a title that's greater than all titles. And God put all of this under his feet and he gave him to the church, to his body. In the past, you were spiritually dead. In your your sin and in your disobedience, you were strangers. You you were not part of God's people. You had no part in the covenants, uh, the basis on which God has made his promises to us. In fact, you were in darkness without hope and without God. But in your union with Christ... God lifted you up into the heavenlies and declared for all time His wonderful grace and His love for us. It is by God's grace that you are saved. When He lifted us up, He was above all heavenly powers. It is for it's by God's grace you are saved through faith. Not because of any works you did, but His gift. now, God has made all of us what we are. And he has created in us a purpose for good works. And he has even made the works for us ready. You Gentiles by birth, also known as the uncircumcised, by the Jews who call themselves the circumcised, remember where you were in the past. At that time, you were far away from Christ. You had no part in his people. But God, in your union with God, he has you who were once far away, he brought you close by the blood of Christ. It was his body that brought peace to the Jews and the Gentiles. It was his body that was destroyed the enmity that was between Jews and Gentiles. He did away with the Jewish law and all of its commandments and rules, and he did this to unite two people in the one and brought them back to God and gave them peace. By his death on the cross, he broke the barrier that was of hatred between the Jews and the Gentiles. And by means of the cross... He made two people into one new people and brought us all back to God. So Christ came and he brought the message of peace to you Gentiles who were far away and to us Jews who were close. So you're no longer strangers and foreigners. You are now part of God's citizens of God's people. You are part of his family. You are are members of the body and you have the same promises that God has made through Jesus Christ to us. You are being built on the same foundations laid by the apostles and prophets and the cornerstone being Christ himself. It is through him that he holds the whole building together. And he builds it up. And he makes it possible so that all of us can grow into the knowledge and someday be with God where he resides in spirit. This is why, for this reason, I, Paul, a prisoner of the Lord Jesus Christ, and for the sake of you Gentiles, I pray for you. Uh, Surely you've heard that God in His mercy gave me this work to do for your good. He, He told me about the secret plan, and I've written about it briefly. And if you'll look at my letters and read them, you can see my understanding of God's secret plan. In years back, human beings were not told of this plan But God now reveals it to us through His Spirit and by His prophets and by His apostles. This secret plan is that by means of the gospel, the Gentiles now have, along with the Jews, full access to God's promises. They are part of the family of God. They are to have all the same blessings that we have. I don't want you being um, worried about me for the sufferings that I do on your behalf. This too is just for you. We now, being Jews and Gentiles together, can come into the very presence of God boldly, with confidence. And it's for this reason I come to God and pray for you and I say, God, out of your abundant glory and out of the strength of your spirit, Lord, and out of the faith, increase the strength of their inner man. Through their faith, make your home in their hearts. Let their roots be in you and your foundation and your love so that they and all other believers can know the depths and the widths and the heights and the length of Christ's love for us. I pray all this to the one who is able to do all things in our lives, the one who can do exceedingly beyond anything we ever hoped for or prayed for. Oh, God, I pray they come to know your love, so they will be completely filled by your nature. May your glory fill the church and Jesus Christ forevermore. Amen.
1: In the months that it took me to travel from Rome to you, I have read and reread read Paul's letter many times. It is here in the middle of his letter that Paul instructs us that because of what Christ has done for us, that we're to be a different kind of people. Let me continue with Paul's letter. I urge you then, I, who am a prisoner because I serve the Lord, live a life that measures up to the standard God set when he called you.
2: Be humble, and gentle and patient show your love for one another by being tolerant do your best to preserve the unity of the that the spirit has given us by the peace that binds us together and remember there is one body and there is one faith as is, there is one hope that god gives us There is one Lord, there is one faith, there is one baptism, and there is one God who is the Father of all, who works in all, who is the Lord of all, and who is in all. All of us have been given a special gift according to the measure of Christ. In the scripture, it says, He took some, He he went up into the heavens and He took some captives with Him and He gave them gifts. What does it mean that he went up into the heavens? Well, it means first he came down into the very heart of the earth, and then when he went back up into heaven, he went on into the universe, filled it entirely up with his presence. It is he who gives us gifts. He gave some as apostles and some as prophets and some as evangelists and some as pastor teachers. He did all of this to prepare God's people so that we might be ready for Christian service. To build up the entire body. So we come together in the unity of our one faith and in our, our knowledge of the Son of God. And we become mature people. People who, might, who would reach even for the stature of Jesus, not like children tossed around by every wave and blown about by every wind of doctrine by false teachers who try to trick us with their schemes. Instead, we are to speak truth in the spirit of love. With God, uh, with Christ in control of all the parts, if the parts work like they're supposed to, the entire body is built up. The entire body grows in love. I must warn you in the name of the Lord don't live like the heathens. Their, their thoughts are mindless and their minds are in darkness. They do things that are so unspeakable that brings us shame. This was not what you learned from Christ. What you need is to take off the old man. The old man that was was being destroyed by your sinful desires. Your hearts need to be completely, your hearts and your minds need to be completely renewed. So put on the new man that's made in the image of God, whose true likeness is holiness and truth. Now, you used to be in the dark, but now that you're the Lord's people, you are in His light. don't have anything to do with people that are in the darkness. Instead, bring it into the light. They do things that are so shameful that it's hard to even talk about it. But when it's brought into the light and all is revealed and its true nature is seen, it itself becomes light. So don't live like... So, so be wise in how you live. Don't live like the foolish people, but like wise people. Don't argue anymore. And and if you argue, don't let it cause you to sin. And don't stay mad all day at each other. Don't give Satan a foothold. Okay? And stop lying to one another. Okay? Start telling one another the truth because you're all part of the body of God. And don't use hurtful words. Use helpful words. Words that build up the body. Words that when you say them will have their good effect on the people who hear them. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit. The Spirit is the mark on us that God has guaranteed us that one day He will set us free. So be kind and tender-hearted toward one another and gracious and forgive one another as Christ has forgiven you as he was held up as a sweet, fragrant aroma, as a sacrifice pleasing to God. Since you're God's children, you must try to act like it. Let your hearts be controlled by love so that all you do will be just like Christ. And since you are God's people, it's not right that there be any matter of sexual immorality or indecency or greed even mentioned amongst you. It's not even right for you to use language that is profane and obscene and vulgar. Instead, let your mouth praise God. You may rest assured that there will be no idolaters, no uh, ones of, uh, of in sexual immorality or indecency It has any place in God's plan. And don't be deceived by foolish words. It is for these very things that God's anger will come on those who are disobedient to him. So be wise. Do the things that you can because these evil days are short. Submit yourselves to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, submit yourselves to your husbands as unto God, as unto Jesus. For a husband has authority over his wives like Christ has authority over the church. He is the Savior of the church. So wives, completely submit yourselves to, to your husband, just like the church submits itself to Christ. And you husbands, love your wives like Christ loved the church, and he gave himself for it. He did this in order to dedicate the church to God by His Word. And He cleaned it with water and He presented it to Himself in all of its pure perfection and beauty without a spot of blemish or any other imperfections. A husband that loves his wife loves his own body. If No man hates his own body. If you love your own body, you take care of it. You feed it. You nourish it, just like Christ does the church. Scripture says a man uh, will leave his father and mother and cling to his wife. Now, this is a great mystery, and I think it's uh, referring to Christ and the church, but it's good for you too. So your husbands love your wives. Your wives respect your husbands. Children, it is your Christian duty to be obedient to your parents. Honor your father and mother is the first commandment that has a provision attached to it. It says so that all will go well with you and you'll have long days in your land. And parents, don't... Do things that provoke your children to anger, but instead bring them up in Christian love and instruction. You slaves, be obedient to your earthly masters as with fear and trembling, as you are doing it unto Christ. Not just when they're watching, but when they're not watching. Do all things as you would do unto the Lord. And you masters, don't be angry and mean with your slaves any longer. You should know that God in heaven is over the masters and the slaves and he treats them all the same. Finally, put on the whole armor of God. Prepare yourself for battle because the things we fight against are not just by flesh and blood alone. But their spiritual powers. Pray constantly for one another. Lift each other up in the face. Love one another. I am sending my brother Tychicus to tell you how we're doing. I am an ambassador for the gospel. Pray for me that at the right moment I may speak the words of truth to the gospel. And may God be with all of you in in his love forever and ever.
1: As my fellow laborer in Christ was wont to say, finish the race. Fight the good fight, never looking behind, but always forward to the glory that lay before us, finishing strong. Shortly after completing this letter to you, the Apostle Paul was taken outside the city of Rome and was martyred for his faith don't be discouraged. The Apostle Paul, through the power of the Holy Spirit, has given us this letter of encouragement and instruction that we can live the victorious life until the return of our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus. Amen.